I'm Rhys Jones. And I'm Tom Salston. And this is Beyond Horizons in a Kayak. I'm really excited about today's pod, Thomas, for two quite big reasons. One is that I read this morning that mm. whilst doing this podcast, we're actually moving at 107,000 kilometres an hour, which is the speed at which our planet is travelling around the sun. Are you kidding? That fast? That's, hold on, you know. So, wow, hold on, wow. exactly. That's a staggering 87 times the speed of sound. Didn't know that before, did you? I thought that was that was pretty interesting fact. Then, I'm also quite excited about the fact that we're making a podcast today about places that don't exist. Perhaps you should explain a little bit more about that one, Tom. Yeah, that's the funny one. Because there are many countries in the world, but there are countries that do not exist. So, according to the United Nations, there are 193 member states and two other countries... Uh, Vatican State and Palestine, so 195 states that are all officially recognized. But, as you probably know, there are places that can only be described as breakaway states, yep. you know, that they're not really states officially, you know, approved by others. Um, so these are states that does not exist, and they are disputed over, or even in some cases, not even claimed. Now, some survive peacefully with their own borders, leaders, economies, monies, and so on. But others are chaotic. Uh, They have arisen due to unsolved conflicts and are home to illegal criminality often being run by warlords. So can we say welcome to places that don't (laughs) exist? (laughs) So where should we start, Thomas? Well... Why don't we start with Wales? <laughs> Wash your mouth out with soap, young man. My goodness. Uh, Wales has existed since when the Romans left Britain. So, I, look, it's older than Norway. Norway was established in 872, yeah. which is yeah. late there. And then you disappeared <laughs> into the Danes for over 400 years. And then you came back and then you were under Sweden for over 100 years know, until 1905. Yeah. So, so how, you know. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to offend you or anywhere else, you know. Watchers don't, out don't there, believe you. But, don't but, believe you. No, but I always wondered. You know, you have Wales, you have UK, you have Great Britain, the British Isles, and you know, Wales is not there when there's summer Olympics because then it's Great Britain. But when there is uh, soccer World Cup, then they're in. You know, so what's the whole thing about Wales? It's it's, it's really easy. It's really <laughs> easy. Okay, so bear with me. Okay, so Wales is an United Kingdom constituent country which in turn is recognised by the UN, just like the, and alongside, I guess, England, Scotland, Northern Ireland. Then you have Great Britain, mm-hmm. which is the island which has Wales, Scotland and England on it. Bear with me, Thomas, I'll test yeah, you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally, you have the British Isles, which also includes Ireland, North and South. <laughs> okay? So how could you possibly be confused by something that straightforward? Okay, okay, whatever, yeah. But we're going down rabbit holes again, Thomas. And uh, let's return to real places that don't exist. Uh. Wales exists. Um, Let's actually start with Trans... Transnistria? Transnistria. Transnistria. I can never... I can never... I could never even pronounce well, that. Well, the, the full name is actually Transnistria Stovian Moldovian can you say, Republic. Can you, you say know? that? Especially if you had a few drinks. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, this is an interesting country. It's located somewhere between, you know, Ukraine and Moldova. So now we're talking Europe. Um, it's a nation that is internationally not recognized. Um, 
So, so the whole place is, is interesting. If you go back to the, um, to, to the Soviet Union, um, this was a part of, um, of the Soviet Union. And after the Soviet Union broke up, it was undecided whether Transnistria should be a part of uh, Moldova, independence, or Russia. And there was a big fight here. Now this country is, is very small. It has 360 inhabitants. Um, under 360,000 inhabitants. 1,000 inhabitants, yeah. yeah. One third Moldovan, one third Russian, and one third Ukrainian. Wow. All of whom speak um, Russian. Now the capital is Tiraspol, and the country is only recognized by very few tiny nations, just as Abkhazia, Artsakh or Nagorno-Karabakh, and South Ossetia. Which are all places that don't exist. Exactly, yeah. So, <laughs> so there surprise. you go. Yeah. So, um, so the whole thing is a bit strange, um, but I guess that's the first nation we have, you know, on nations that do not exist. And then I guess um, we've got part of the Ukraine at the moment. Mm. So, you know, we can talk at length about places now which are officially part of one country, but de facto controlled mm. by, I guess, Russia. Mm. Um, I'm talking about places in the Ukraine, such as the Donbass, where in April 2014, separatists declared uh, the Donetsk and Luhansk People's Republics. Mm. Um, they were annexed to the Russian Federation of Put by Putin on the 30th of September 2022, alongside with Crimea. Um, now, if you look at the population of these places, mm. I was thinking, oh, they're going to be tiny, a few mm. hundred thousand people here and there. But Donetsk is 2.2 million people. Mm. Um, then you've got Luhansk, which is 1.5 million people, and Crimea, which is 2.2 million people. Mm. That makes up 6 million people, which is roughly the size of Norway, or should I say, more importantly, twice the size of Wales. Yeah, there you go. You know, which so. is crazy if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, R- Russia claimed that 84% of the people there had Russian as their first language. Mm. Mm. And it's estimated that the conflict had led to over half the local population fleeing mm. uh, since the conflict with the Ukraine started in 2014. So very soon there could be places where no people exist instead mm. of places they don't exist. Exactly. So, of course, internationally, these areas are still recognised as being part of the Ukraine, but in reality they've slipped into our dubious category of places which don't really exist. And then you've got Abkhazia. Yeah, that's another one. And it's all uh, a bit interesting. Uh, so Russia has been doing much of the same you know, to that area as it has been doing in, in the Ukraine. Um, and then towards uh, the state of Georgia. I'm talking about Abkhazia and South Ossetia. Uh, so Abkhazia has about 240,000 people okay. living there. Yeah, so it's... You know, relatively big. And the whole country came as a breakup of the Soviet Union, which had led to ethnic tensions and war in 1992-93. And that meant that Georgia lost control and the Georgians in that area were all expelled or ethnically cleansed. Uh, there has been a ceasefire uh, since 1994, but of course the dispute remains unsolved. This nation is also not really recognized by anyone except, you know, nations like Russia, of course, Venezuela, uh, Nicaragua, Nauru, and Syria. So there we have an odd combination of... uh, (laughs) Odd people again. Now, Georgia has no control at all over Abkhazia today, but most United Nations member states consider it as a legal part of Georgia who can actually maintain an official government in exile. Yeah. And then you've got South Ossetia, right? Yeah, that's another one. And it's a newer conflict. So if you go back to the years 1991, 2004 and 2008, 
Georgia completely lost control of this area. It was turned into a Russian-occupied area. Right. Um, in Georgian, it's called Chinkasvali region, and it has only 56,000 people. Because it's also but, called Alania, from Alania what I remember as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so tiny area, but there again, yeah, um, it, it's a part of, of Russia. And some people think that. Because Georgia, they wanted to apply for NATO membership. That's right. That's but right. NATO has a rule that once there is a land conflict with another nation, then you cannot you be a member of, of NATO. And, you know, for the Russians not wanting Georgia to join NATO, you know, this was, uh, you know, a pretty so smart... So the hopes uh, are toast, basically. Yeah, <laughs> there yeah, you yeah, go, yeah. yeah. And then you've got Nagorno-Karabakh, which the Russians were also heavily involved in. I mean, they are, they are. But that's a conflict between two other nations, between uh, Armenia and the state of Azerbaijan. Okay. So this is a very strange situation again. It's a landlocked area, uh, which is inside Azerbaijan, but the people living there are Armenian. And this conflict came also after the collapse of the Soviet Union. So Stalin had given this area to the Muslim Azerbaijanis, but historically the whole area has been Christian and predominantly Armenian. Uh, there was a war in 1994 and the Armenians won this war. Right. Then you had another war in 2020. And I don't remember if you remember the, 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 the news at the time. So the Azerbaijanis had been, you know, it's a rich oil state. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Drones, you know, new military equipment and so on. And they were able to take back much of the areas that they lost yeah. to the Armenians. So today you have an agreement, a peace agreement between the Azeris and the Armenians and, of course, Russia. So uh, it puts into context probably a little bit of what has happened in Ukraine. Um, because in many ways the Russians have been at this for a very long time. And uh, as usual, you have to study history to understand the world um, as a history which is always doomed to repeat itself. And yeah. I think we see the same thing here. But it's not just the, it's not just the Russians, to be fair, is it? Oh, no, I think you no, know, if you go no. on to other places which, you know, I would suggest do not exist. Um, I always had a bit of a mm. thing when I was growing up about Tibet as a child. Mm. Yeah. I don't know, it had some kind of magical connotations for me with Dalai Lama, you know, the Buddhist monks, you've got the monasteries, um, the huge Himalayan um, mountains, you've mm -hmm. got the altitude there. I think it's actually the highest region on earth, mm. having an average elevation of 4,300 metres before above sea level. Mm. Uh, and I always wanted to visit it. It'd probably give me a headache being at that elevation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But apparently, you know, the Han Chinese culture has now basically been taken over, making mm. Tibet another place that you know, very soon will simply not exist. Um, it is actually vast. And what really, really surprised me during all the, the studies for this is that it has an, an area of 2.5 million square kilometres, which is bigger than Congo or Greenland, or its equivalent size to a quarter of the US landmass. And that's just smaller than India, which hmm. in itself is 3.2 million square kilometers. So I would never think that Tibet, oh, just no, on its own, no. is the same size as India almost. Oh, no, no. Do you know it's, how many people it has? In, I think it's got about Tibet? 3 million people. Only 3 million? Only wow. 3 people a million. That's and a lot of space per person. Though. Yeah, and then the other <laughs> thing I, I read this morning, which I thought was absolutely fascinating, that if you divide China yeah. diagonally from southwest to northeast... Yeah. Um, then if you look at the left part half of it then you end up with only 6% of 
wow. of the Chinese population lives in that left half. Huh. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Six percent. Mostly they all live in yeah, the coast. Ninety-four you percent know. then yeah. actually yeah. live close to the coast. Yeah. And I guess you know the the physical size of Tibet and and only having three million population actually adds mm. to that. Mm. Um, the Tibetan Empire has a really long history. It emerged in the seventh century. And China decided to annex it in 1951 under Chairman Mao, mm. leading to the 1959 uprising, which was quashed, and the Dalai Lama had to escape to India. Mm. And I read quite a few books about this when I was a kid. Mm. Um, it ended up with him settling there and um, starting the government in exile. And it's believed that up to one million Tibetans died in Mao's great leap forward. Wow. And that 6,000 monasteries were destroyed during the Cultural Revolution. That's amazing. One million people and today <coughs> are three million people yeah. living there today. And so sad, you know, so oh, yeah. much culture just disappears on yeah, the back of yeah, it. Yeah. So after the Tiananmen Square demonstrations in 1989, um, monks in Tibet started protesting for independence. And again, there was unrest in 2008. Um, But now the, the Chinese government currently continues to pursue a strategy of forced assimilation, mm. including forcing about 1.2 million nomad herders mm. to move into towns over the last 15 years. And this has been condemned by the UN in 2011. Um, but the suppression of Tibetan mm. Buddhism is a, is, is a really sad thing. And it is quietly becoming a, somewhere that just simply does mm. not exist. Exactly. And I think also I read that Han Chinese are encouraged to move into Tibet. Massively. So they're giving, you know, incentives, you know, cheap housing and so on. So uh, the number of Chinese, you know, Han Chinese is increasing dramatically. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. we have Taiwan. Taiwan, that's another odd case. Um, so it's known officially as the Republic of China, which is not to be confused with People's Republic of China. I was say, yeah. Um, it's a pretty, pretty big country and we all know it, you know, from, you know, bicycles and you know computers and yeah, chips and so grow, on you know. growing up everything was made in taiwan made in it? taiwan yeah, even though they've yeah. only got a population i checked at about 24 million 24 million yeah yeah exactly not so much if no. you think how much they made very true but it's a very dense populated area uh it has a capital called taipei okay uh it has a currency it has a flag a government which is democratically elected and all that um huge economy you know it's the 20th Place, I think of the largest economies in the world. Wow. So the GDP per capita is way up there. Uh, but, but still, the UN doesn't recognize no, exactly. it. No, so exactly. It doesn't and exist. No, and much of that is due, <coughs> due to, you know, of course, mainland China. So in 1949, after the, the civil war in China, um, when the communists under Mao won, uh, you had the Republican leader called Chiang Kai-shek. Oh, well done. And the okay. Kuomintang. Yeah. Uh, and the Chinese nationalists, they saw that they were losing and they had to escape to Taiwan. So they moved to Taiwan where there was already a, a smaller population. Uh, they established a one-party state. It was allied together with the United States. And it built up an economy uh, in many ways like Japan and South Korea. So right. centrally organized and, and, and all that. Um, but it worked well. Uh, now, that country um, is not recognized by uh, other countries in the world. So, as of 1971, the United Nations, they uh, voted to recognize the People's Republic of China, so mainland China, instead of Taiwan as the rulers of, of uh, the whole of China. And that changed the picture completely. So the People's Republic of China now refuses to establish diplomatic relationships 
with countries that recognize um, crazy yeah? uh, Taiwan and you, you saw that you know I think a year ago with Lithuania that you know agreed to open a an office a Taiwanese office in their capital exactly. and they were boycotted and uh, you know the Chinese are very opposed to any you know nations to try to you know make but on um, that on that basis you could also call China North Taiwan if you wanted to be mm, very controversial mm, mm. but you know where does it all end is yeah, the question yeah. isn't it but you know another place so, which sadly yeah. doesn't exist yeah, yeah. no so it has a diplomatic relationship with 12 nations in the world but that's all uh, right. you know 193 members in the United Nations and none of the big major countries countries Britain France Germany nobody no, recognizes it officially nobody yeah. recognizes them officially wow. now and then I you know the other place I would argue that no longer exists is Hong Kong um, oh yeah yeah it, it yeah. has you know to all practical purposes gone the same way or even worse mm. um, than than Tibet and you know it, it's now known as the Hong Kong special administrative region of the People's mm. Republic of China um, 7.4 million population so again it's one of the densest places in the world mm. and one of the most de developed cities in the world um, Hong Kong historically was part of China but became occupied by the British in 1841 at the end of the first opium war as it was ceded by the Qing Empire. Hmm. Uh, the Brits operated it until their lease ran out and it was handed over to China in 1997 by the then Governor Chris Patton. I kind of remember that. Yeah, yeah. The watching guy that on TV. Grey hair. The, yeah, the, you know, the, the old guy British flag going with his daughters the crying and then yeah. all the, all the yeah. fireworks going off. It was yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but despite the, the agreement between the British and the Chinese saying that it was supposed to be run under the principle of one country, two systems, China has over a time, you know, arguably swallowed up Hong Kong despite mass protests by its inhabitants to the point that today it's practically just another province of China. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Then we also have, of course, the areas which I think are very interesting for me mm. and which the press mainly don't speak about. Uh, and these are all the areas which are under dispute between today between China and India. I'm talking about areas in, in Tibet, in Sikkim state and mm. Ladakh states. Um, in 2020 and 2021, many soldiers were injured and killed mm. in skirmishes over disputed land in these places, which again, arguably, you know, they don't really exist because nobody knows um, or nobody has mm. plotted out where the borders are. They're typically mm. in, you know, remote areas in the Himalayas. But again, oh, that's a scary conflict because you have India, exactly. China, both nations with nuclear weapons, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's, um, and then, then, yeah. And yeah. then I was going to say, then yeah. you've got Pakistan yeah. and Kashmir. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oof, yeah. That's another one. So, Kashmir is a beautiful area in the Himalayas, famous for its, you know, beautiful nature, mountains, and so on. Now, this area um, was, for a short time, its own separate state, but now it doesn't really exist. So, in 1820, uh, the Sikh Empire annexed Kashmir, then it became a part of the British uh, Raja until it's the bloody Brits again. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it always now, the under the Treaty of uh, Amritsar, where you have the famous temple, then there was a new ruler of Kashmir, Gulab Singh, and his descendants ruled this area until the partition of India. Now that was a very bloody affair. Uh, India was petitioned into different states uh, in the like 1947, I think, was it? 1947, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, effectively, and effectively, today, uh, Kashmir doesn't exist. So we have three nations, as you say, you know, claiming areas in yeah. this this, uh, this part of the world. Yeah. Closer to home, we also have um, 
the, the remains of the Ottoman Empire, where the Turks mm. used to run places, and clearly they had a huge empire over large parts of Asia and Europe. Mm. Um, you know, and that in turn has, has led to other places which arguably do not exist. Mm. Uh, I'm thinking predominantly about northern Cyprus, for starters. Um, Cyprus gained independence from the British in 1960, mm. after both Turkey and Greece agreed to abandon their plans for union. Um, but there was a lot of bad feeling between the Christians and the Muslims. And in 1974, the Turks invaded to protect its Muslim citizens, mm. uh, leading to them taking over about a third of the total of Cyprus mm. and kicking out the original Greek Cypriot population. Mm. However, the few Turkish federated state of the, the sorry the new Turkish federated state of uh, Cyprus was never recognised, and a motion to declare independence mm. was actually rejected by the UN in 1975, mm. and then again in 1983. And there have been several attempts to reunite the island, but these have not come to fruition, and the Turkish Federated State of Cyprus still remains effectively, again, mm. a place that doesn't exist. Absolutely. Now, if we move a little bit eastwards, you will come into Turkey and in the very east of Turkey will find an area called Kurdistan. Now, this is the land of the Kurds, and uh, the Kurds is a pretty big population. There are uh, approximately between 30 and 45 million Kurds, so it could be a sizable nation. <coughs> and the Kurds live in uh, a number of countries. They live in Turkey, predominantly, right. but also Iraq, Iran, and Syria. Uh, now, the Kurds have never had their own land, and Kurdistan is a place that actually does not exist either. Yeah. Much of that is, of course, big politics. They could have been supported by, you know, say, say Europe, but then Europe needs the support of Turkey, which is a member of NATO. Then you have again, you know, it gets messy it's again. complicated. So yeah, it all so, gets messy. Yeah. So we all probably would like to give the Kurds, you know, their own country, but uh, then, you know, due to politics, it has never happened. But also, if you think about all these people, they live in these places which, you know, mm. practically don't exist and don't get recognized, mm. but they lead, it's not a few of them, there's millions of people mm. living in these places where, you know, day to day they have to, they have mm. no, no, no recognition, which yeah. I think is Which is strange, because they have, you know, a flag, a religion, yeah. a history, you know, a sense of identity, which is very strong, but... Uh, well, the, the interesting one for me in that respect was the one in Africa. Mm. You know, we look, we think about <coughs> Somalia as being this complete zone of chaos, and it mm. has been for mm. decades. Um, but actually, in the north mm. of Somalia, there's a place called Somaliland. Um, you know, Somalia is one of the poorest and most chaotic places in the world. But with, um, within it, there is a stable, democratic breakaway mm. place called Somaliland, which is relatively peaceful and has its own government. It even has its own money. Uh, it's called the, sh the Somalian shilling, which I thought mm. was a good laugh. Okay. <laughs> and then, previously, of course, it was a British enclave until 1960, when it joined Somalia until their relationship soured. And it split away from Somalia as far back as 1991, um, but then had to declare war against Somalia to establish its independence. Um, today, it has a population of some 5.7 million. So again, you know, size of Norway, um, with a third living in the capital called Hargesia, which I'd never heard of before. Um, the remainder mainly look after cattle, sheep and goats, uh, but they're constantly struggling with droughts because of that part of Africa being so dry the last 10 years. Um, no other nation on earth recognise it, so mm. it struggles to get um, any aid, oh, even yeah. though uh, it has the fourth lowest GDP per capita in the world, and illiteracy rates in most parts of the, of the country actually reach 70%, yeah, yeah. which is it's pretty spooky if you think about oh, it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Huh. 
Now we're in Africa and there's another country which really does not exist. Um, and this is a funny, it's it's a call it's a country called Bir Twile. I don't know if you heard about it. Never heard of it. So, so no. It's very small, roughly the size of Luxembourg. And it exists as both Sudan and Egypt recognized different borders after the British left. Again the Brits. Against the Brits. And as a result, the area is unclaimed. So oh, wow. there is a little land which no one really claims. And, and uh, this is a fascinating thing, I think. So it has no settled population. None? None, no. But there are, of course, you know, smaller tribes you know, of people passing through, in and out. Uh, there are some unregulated mining camps set up to look for gold. But this area is not claimed by anyone. So. Over to me. Yeah, I'll, I'll proclaim yeah. myself king. Yeah. Cover it with photovoltaic <laughs> panels. Employ uh, a dozen or so really good lawyers to make you the best tax haven in the world. What, what would you call your country? Rissland. Rissland, that'll Rissland, do. Yeah. <laughs> Anything Capital, will do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Johnsburg. But, but, then, but then I think, look at it again, it'll be over 40 degrees centigrade and my little Welsh uh, skin would probably go into, go into <laughs> that thing. Okay, back to reality. Back to reality. Uh, <clears throat> Actually, a very similar situation, bizarrely. Uh, um, has arisen uh, in Europe. Really? Uh, in April 2015, uh, a Czech called Vit Leditska claimed seven square meters of disputed land on the border of Croatia and Serbia and pron pronounced it uh, Lieberland mm. with a proposed currency called the Lieberland Merit and a telephone dial code of plus 42. Yeah. Uh, unsurprisingly enough, uh, there's been no diplomatic recognition of Lieberland by any member of the UN, and you can say for sure that this is a place <laughs> that only exists in the guy's head, I think. Uh, and, yeah. and that is it. Uh, and that, that brings brilliant, us... wouldn't it? Uh? Yeah. Have your own country, play around. Not sure know, if we would, actually. Uh, i got enough uh, problems looking after yeah. my garden. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our slightly strange pod this week <laughs> of places that don't exist. See you again soon. All the best. Thank you. Bye-bye.